Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. Welcome back to our Leaders in Customer Loyalty series. In this series, we talk to the brand leaders about what they are seeing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Dave Martinelli, who's the Chief Marketing Officer for Mohegan Gaming and Entertainment. Uh, they are a, uh, a master developer and operator of entertainment casinos, resorts, uh, including the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Uh, the Inspire in South Korea, Niagara Casinos in Canada, and the newly opened Mohegan Sun Casino at Virgin Hotels, Las Vegas. So Dave, thank you very much for taking the, the time to talk to us. Thanks, Mark. So could you tell us a little bit more about yourself, uh, all that you do for Mohegan Gaming and Entertainment? Yes. Uh, so I've been with Mohegan Sun as a whole for a little over 22 years at this point. Uh, most of the time spent at the flagship flagship property in Connecticut. Uh, I kind of started in finance, moved to the arena, and then uh, uh, found my way into marketing. Um, so I uh, became CMO for the Connecticut property uh, about six years ago. Uh, and then last year moved to uh, the corporate side uh, as CMO for uh, the whole corporate entity. So. Well, obviously a very opportune time to, to move with the pandemic and everything and all the closures that you had to deal with. Uh, that's uh, probably been uh, a unique and uh, challenging time to kind of navigate. Yeah, really challenging. It's been, uh, I'm kind of a talk to small groups type people and it's been really tough. You, I mean, Zoom is good, but it's not the same as seeing someone in person and being able to fly to Alana and go to Niagara and go, yeah it's definitely limited the amount of uh, uh, opportunities checking in with some of the other properties for sure. Absolutely. Um, can you give us a short history of Mohegan Gaming Entertainment, kind of all that you guys do, all the offer, you and I are talking briefly before this, you run properties in conjunction with other entities. It'd be great to know a little more detail about what you guys do and how you do it. Yeah, definitely. So the flagship in Connecticut uh, started in 1996. So we'll celebrate our 25th anniversary actually this year. Uh, so really beautiful, beautiful property. I don't know if you've been here, but uh, amazing property in Connecticut. So uh, after that, uh, in uh, the 2010 range, I would say, uh, we bought uh, Pocono, uh, bought Pocono Downs, and it became Mohegan Sun Pocono uh, when table games got added and slots got added uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, so uh, we own that property. Uh, we became partners uh, with uh, a group uh, for resorts in Atlantic City. So we're the first tribal entity that uh, helped manage a property in Atlantic City. Uh, we helped manage a property in Washington, uh, Alane, which is a partnership with the College Tribe. Uh, and then we started to expand uh, to a lot of uh, other places. So uh, we have a uh, project in Korea that you mentioned, Inspire, uh, in Seoul. Uh, so that is in the process of being built right now. Uh, after that, we became partners with uh, the Biloxi Tunica tribe in uh, Louisiana. So we helped manage their casino uh, Paragon. And then more recently we became uh, licensees for when uh, Canada became privatized. Uh, so we uh, are in charge of 
the Falls View Casino and Casino Niagara in Niagara Falls in on the Canadian side. Uh, so that was our first property that is open internationally. Uh, it's a, that's been a great thing, except during the pandemic, they've been closed still. Uh, okay. And we were awarded the license in uh, Greece for a huge project in uh, Athens, right on the uh, old Olympic site, uh, airport, uh, an old airport that's not used, right on the water, old Olympic site, like beautiful location uh, that is a little ways away, but uh, really excited for that property as well. Uh, and then, as mentioned, really recently, casino uh, at uh, the Las Vegas Mohegan Sun Casino in the Virgin Hotel. Uh, so that was uh, just last week, March okay, 20th. So you reopened that last week, the, the Las Vegas Resort. Um, kind of tell me about how you reimagined that offering and, and maybe even what you're seeing in Las Vegas with regard to some of the opening uh, of, you know, of, of that casino, other casinos, what the industry is looking like uh, in Vegas, but also just how you, re, you know, reimagined that property. Yeah, so it's a really uh, interesting partnership. So we're partnered with uh, JCH Hospitality uh, and partnered with Virgin, partnered with Hilton. Uh, so it's a kind of a conglomerate of different groups together, each bringing their expertise to that uh, property. Uh, Vegas right now, incredibly challenging. So, I mean, the amount of business lost in Vegas uh, being such uh, travel driven is huge, but uh, we've definitely seen some positive uh, positive mood, positive swings. Uh, and it does look like that uh, they'll have a slow build, I would say right now. Uh, but that property uh, redone completely the casino floor, uh, all the hotel rooms, really, really uh, great job by everyone involved, I would say. So you, you mentioned the partnership. Partnerships are uh, an area of great interest for our audience, uh, brand to brand especially if they can make it uh, you know, advantageous for both brands and, you know, understand the customers or expectations and there's great alignment. And you talked about Hilton and, and a couple of other people that you brought into this partnership. What does that partnership mean? And, and how do you leverage uh, kind of the different talents within the group? Yeah. So uh, in the Vegas example, it's Virgin, it's Hilton uh, and it's ourselves and all kind of being managed through a different hospitality group. Uh, so I think everyone kind of brings their own strengths, their own background. Uh, so I think from a Virgin standpoint, it's the uh, it's the the name, the international uh, brand. It's their demographics slightly different than the normal casino uh, casino consumer, I would say. Uh, Hilton bringing their resume from the hotel side and hotel booking, uh, just a great partner, especially with uh, group business, hopefully starting to ramp back up, that should work great with them. Uh, and then uh, we have a lot, of, uh, a lot of experience in building databases. Uh, we have a strong Northeast database, but really started to build out uh, the database uh, from Washington and Alane as well. So uh, I think it's a unique situation that a lot of people can bring a lot of expertise to this situation. Okay. Your rewards program, it's called Momentum. Can you tell us a little about the program, how it works uh, and kind of how you keep it up to date? Yeah, so uh, Momentum uh, was born out of uh, 
out of a need for choice, I think. Our, our guests uh, kept asking for a little more flexibility and how their rewards were given and how, uh, how we delivered lounge experience. And how, so some people like the lounge, some people like the hotel, some people like uh, using free slot play. So the, the momentum at its core allows you to choose what benefits are most important to you and use those benefits. So uh, I think the idea surrounding momentum is to make sure that the guest uh, has choice as much as possible. Okay. So some of the, the recent changes you made to the rewards program, you know, how, how do you plan to keep it, uh, you know, update, updated going forward, right? There's a lot of uncertainty right now and so uncertainty, but there's still some fluidity in the market with regard to travel and who can travel and who's not traveling. And obviously casinos being heavily regulated to begin with, um, you know, with, uh, you know, kind of masks and not and cleanliness, I, I would seem that you would have a ton of regulations there you have to adhere to. So, how can you use the rewards program to kind of deal with some of that uh, uncertainty and, and, and keep in Yeah, so we've had to deal with that in different situations in different markets because every market, so certain markets have uh, done much better and some, certain markets have done uh, much worse, obviously. Uh, right now, all of those markets kind of deal with it on their own one-to-one -one basis where uh, Niagara not even opened. It's they have just kept everyone in their tier as long as they possibly could. Connecticut was open uh, starting in June. So they shrunk tier periods for a little while. They allowed people to be in their uh, tier for an extra six months in certain situations. So I think each property has been, uh, the overriding idea is just to be flexible. So uh, making sure that the guest is happy, rewarded, rewarded appropriately uh, and, uh, not forced to do something that they don't uh, necessarily want to do just yet. So, do you see a lot of travel in between the the different entities? Uh, people going to Vegas potentially now for the kind of the, the 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 marquee property out there, or coming to Connecticut for the marquee property. Do you you talked about some of the database work and insight that you drive? Do you, do you see people moving between the different properties, and and, and if so, how do, how do you engage and communicate that? Yeah, so right now it hasn't been a ton of overlap because we didn't really have the hub of Vegas. So I think the Northeast market, the uh, Pocono property, resorts property in Connecticut, kind of had a, a bunch, a group of people that uh, went to all three properties. So that overlap was uh, managed appropriately. But if you were talking to the Alane property, the overlap between those three Northeast properties and Alane were very limited. Uh, I think with Vegas entering the market, everyone uh, goes to Vegas at one point or another. So having that kind of hub so you can feed all the spokes. Uh, I think they're, the overlap, people from Alane will then recognize Connecticut a little bit more than they are now, I guess I would say, and recognize uh, Pennsylvania, things like that. So I think uh, between Pennsylvania, between uh, Las Vegas and Niagara Falls, which has been closed, you, you have two real destination areas that people travel uh, even without a casino. Uh, so I think that's something that we've really uh, tried to be front and center on. Okay, great. Customer loyalty, very important now, obviously, with some of the uncertainty and changes that we're going through. What does customer loyalty mean to, to you and, and to your organization, Malik and Son? Yeah, I, I think keeping a loyal guest is an engaged guest. So you, you want to keep that person as happy as possible, make, the, make their journey within 
your specific property and through your properties as easy as possible. And just the common focus being on guest satisfaction and guest experience. So making sure you're delivering that guest experience across every property that that guest visits. Okay, absolutely. When you look at your, your customer well, customer experience uh, strategy, you definitely seem to be pushing it more than uh, just the sole focus on transactions. I think the, the brands that are doing that are doing very well. You know, what methods do you use to engage and reward your customers? Uh, so I think there's a big focus, especially in the pandemic, first on safety, but then taking safety that next step to making that guest feel special. So giving them benefits that they can't get uh, through your normal situation. So even if it's cutting the line or things that, uh, that might seem simple, but uh, are really helpful to that higher end guest to make sure that they're as comfortable as possible. Uh, and then providing that, uh, that higher end guest with the opportunity to go to different properties and to be able to know that if they travel to Vegas, they can get taken care of the same way that they're taking care of at their home property. So. Okay. Um, obviously having a, a robust loyalty program, there's a lot of uh, kind of technology pieces that impact that. You know, when you look at some of the technology enhancements or uh, pieces that you're adding to the program, what are some challenges that you see with regard to technologies and, and how is your brand addressing to, uh, to work to address those challenges? Yeah, so I think it's been really difficult uh, to kind of value a guest appropriately right now. You, you have guests that don't want to come back right now and you have uh, the amount of different things that you're looking at for a guest right now uh, has been definitely a challenge, but you're trying to make sure that that guest has as many choices and as many options as possible. So. Okay. When you look at uh, personalization, very important. You just mentioned kind of understanding what the customers, their preferences, their interests. Um, you know, how are you, how is your brand working to improve your personalization efforts? I think for us now that we've expanded uh, a, kind of across the country, I would say, is making sure that if a guest goes to one of our other brands in a different location, that personal personalization doesn't get lost. So I feel incredibly special when I come to my home property in Connecticut. If I go to resorts in Atlantic City, I want to know that I, I like to have a goose on the rocks with a lot. So just simple things like that to make them feel like they are known across our brand. Got it. Absolutely. When you look at uh, data, obviously more data than ever before, uh, analytics, very important. You talked about some of the, the prowess you have in that regard. You know, how uh, do you keep up? How do you keep the, that current? And what challenges are you seeing with regard to data? And there's first party data now, zero party data, getting people involved in more games, and obviously the implicit and explicit trust that, that, that come in, uh, especially in a casino, right, where you're dealing with uh, you know, that industry where you have to not push it too hard and, and, and what have you. So how are you looking at data and making it actual? It's been incredibly challenging, I would say. I mean, you have more data than you know what to do with. And then on top of it, you're, you have data that you can't really uh, study appropriately because all of it's been messed with uh, pandemic-related trends and so you're really trying to look at data that uh, 
is almost two years old in certain circumstances to how are we doing this April? Well, last April we were closed. So, so what are you right. comparing to? You compl- you're comparing your data to two years ago. So you're really trying to look at a balance of recency and seasonality of we should be this busy April compared to March and we should be uh, from a recency standpoint, we're at 80% of what we used to be in this location. So I, I, I think it's trying to find the right measurements that you're comfortable with uh, and then using that to project other things because there's just so much noise in your data uh, and not, not moving too fast with data that you're not comfortable with. Okay, great. Obviously, customers are changing in, in most industries uh, very rapidly going through COVID. How, how are your customers changing? Maybe how are the customers changing in, in the, the casino industry, the gaming industry? Obviously, the, the, the competitive set is, is challenged uh, and kind of growing as well. It's not just other casinos, right? It could be different forms of entertainment. It could be uh, online, potential gaming, esports, what have you. How are your customers changing and how are you evolving, uh, kind of adapting to that? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things for us has been uh, finding what uh, the guest is most comfortable with. So each guest kind of has their own risk assessment that they're going through on whether they're, they want to go to a tournament, whether they want to, and knowing that it, uh, each guest is completely different and their risk, certain, their risk aversion is different than the other guest that is, wants the same experience they had 18 months ago. And why am I not getting the same? So I think it's trying to find a balance and making sure you're doing uh, events or doing uh different things that kind of cater to the middle. So you'll have your, your edges on both sides that might want something that uh, just can't get delivered right now. But as long as you're delivering something for most of the people, that's uh, probably your best bet from there. And I think they also want consistency in how you're messaging it. So from a, from a message standpoint, if you can deliver the consistency and they understand at a time what they're getting, I think that that adds to the comfort level. So. Okay. When you look at uh, kind of the success, the efficacy of your customer loyalty, and customer experience efforts, obviously there's uh, some challenges right now with uh, casinos being open and not being open and how you look at it holistically. You know, what KPIs do your uh, kind of team, does your team usually look at and, and what KPIs w- would you maybe like to look at? So I, I think the trip frequency is something where, that we follow and then uh, trips within the brand uh, is something that we haven't followed enough right now. So I think the, the onset of both Vegas and Niagara Falls is something that we started to build out where uh, kind of building out the, uh, the idea of Vegas and uh, Niagara Falls helping to uh, give options for those other properties to on vacations on other things to do that they really want uh, that they want as much uh, as possible and trying to measure those different visits has been definitely uh, a challenge but uh, something that we're trying to push through I think as best as possible. Okay, great. When you look at the um, uh, kind of the next big thing, what what do you think the next big thing for customer loyalty customer experience is? I think it's trying to integrate your uh, digital gaming branding within your bricks and mortar branding. So a lot, there's been so much uh, 
build out of the digital space, I would say, in a lot of different markets uh, and how each market handles that build out and uh, the partnership between bricks and mortar and uh, that digital space, I think it's going to be something that if people do it correctly, can really make them stand out in the in that different market. So, well, And that's somewhat unique to you because you have partnerships with uh, your different casinos, right? You kind of run some, own some. So kind yeah. of the relationships you have with that respective casino may be quite varied, correct? Yeah, very varied. So for us, certain, certain uh, places we're going to own the digital space and certain spaces are going to be uh, digital with a different partner. So how, how to use that, uh, whether it's us or a partner doing the digital space, at least being able to be consistent in our message to the guests and uh, consistent that uh, we deal with digital guests this way uh, compared to a bricks and mortar. And as long as it's consistent across the different uh, platforms, I think we're, we'll be better off. Okay, that's awesome. When you look at the competitive landscape, uh, some of the big entities that uh, have emerged recently over the last couple of years and, and, uh, and, and other competitive entities you have, you talked about esports or just entertainment in general, you know, how is your brand different from the competitive set? And, and how do you see, you know, what do you see from the competitive set that, that may be similar? And, and, and what are you doing differently that's making you stand out? Yeah, so I think it's kind of two things. One, we're unscripted. We're not you, we want our people on the bricks and mortar side to be as genuine as possible. So it, you get it. Our key is, uh, it comes back to spirit of a quay, which is kind of welcoming and comfortable and relationships with that guest uh, that make a lasting impression with that guest. So I, I think for us, as we try and differentiate with guest, guest service more than anything, uh, and then make that guest feel like they're part of a family. And as they expand to different, uh, different, pla- different uh, entities and different places within the brand, they should still feel that family. Okay, interesting. And, and the last question I have is, you know, what can we do for you or the things that you would like to see from Loyalty 360 that can help you, your team with their customer experience, customer loyalty efforts? Uh, I think it's helpful to just know uh, what's working in certain markets uh, and know the difference within the markets. So but something that might work in Vegas is helpful for all those Vegas people, but it might not be the same thing that's working on the Northeast market. Okay, interesting. Well, Dave, thank you very much for taking the time uh, to speak with us today. It's been a while since we spoke uh, with your team and, and what, it's great to hear what you guys are doing and hope that things continue to kind of get better from a COVID perspective and casinos open up and uh, business returns to uh, some semblance of normal uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, it definitely feels like we're starting to slowly turn it, turn the turn the corner and uh, get the get it on the right track. So. Well, that's great. Well, thank you for taking the time, and uh, look forward to talking again soon. And thanks, everyone. Hey, thanks very much. Perfect. Thank you.